Hello, I'm Ben Eagle, a podcaster, journalist, and rural communications consultant, and welcome to Rural Business Focus. This is the podcast for rural businesses and those looking to start a business in the countryside. Episodes are released each Tuesday to inspire and support you to be your very best, both personally and for your business. Please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and if you think this episode will help someone you know, forward it on to them. It's the only way the show grows, by you sharing it. So thank you for that. But now. Let's start today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50, the big 5-0 of Rural Business Focus. Now, occasionally on the pod, I like to profile an exciting rural business to see what they're about, how they started, where they're going, and their reasons for doing what they do. And today, we're doing just that. It's all about Devon-based working clothing brand Three Donkeys, which is run by Amanda Marshall. Spotting a need and a gap in the market, in 2017, Amanda started designing a coverall that was practical, adaptable, versatile, and designed with women in mind. She launched her first product in the winter of 2018 and has grown since then. And today, I'm really excited to hear more about the brand and about Amanda's future plans. Amanda, it's great to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Rural Business Focus. Thank you for coming on. How, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, oh, it's, a, it is a real honour for you to, to ask me along. Oh, well, it's great. It's great to have you. Uh, take us um, take us back to the beginning first um, and sort of where, where Three Donkeys came from and I suppose your why and, and how you spotted a gap in the market for your product in the first place because you now have multiple products which we'll go on to but we're focusing on the early days now yeah um so basically how it started is we oh i run a small holding here uh, where we live in devon and when my youngest daughter was a day old um i was back lambing in the lambing shed and i was struggling to get the sort of traditional all-in-one boiler suits, you know, yeah, coveralls, overalls, whatever you call them, which I tend to live in, off in a hurry, which was a bit of a challenge. I mean, Bertie's now just, you know, 16. So it was a little while ago. Um, and I couldn't find anything that suited what I wanted. And then, you know, sort of family life got in the way a little bit. But there was still this this niggle that being female we don't have is it as easy as men to sort of you know with ease of access of you know when the yeah. needs take convenience break we'll put it that way and it still hadn't been done so I set about designing my own and and with help from you know sort of a lot of people that sort of could see what I was trying to aim at um that's where the design sort of originated from and, and how it came from so it, it's been a long it was a long time in the thought process until yeah. actually getting get, getting it there and having yeah, something uh, to actually use the trial yeah and in, in the usual way it's like you speak to some people don't they and they just say just do it if you've got your idea just get on and do it i'm, I'm guessing yeah. there was a little bit yeah. more to it than that 
Yeah, I mean, I am not you know, a, a very creative in the sense of, you know, I, I get these brilliant ideas in my head, but getting them onto paper is two different stories. And I was just very lucky that a friend of mine has a fashion designer friend in Australia who very kindly let me Skype, shows <laughs> what okay. it was. And we went over it all and she actually was able to to draw down what I wanted and what my my vision was for me to then be able to take it to the next stage, which was getting lawyers to look at it um, and going through the registration process and and things because it hadn't been done before in the workwear sector. OK, um, I mean, it does. It, it seems strange, isn't it? Because in some ways it is one of those things that it's almost like an obvious idea when when, when you're going through it. So were you yeah. were you surprised? Did you go through a stage of thinking, well, there must be something out there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I looked across the internet as much as I could. I was you know, always searching when you go to, you know, sort of your county shows and yeah. things, especially with 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 the way that social media has become such a thing. And you can, you know, you can get on Instagram, for example, and you can find pretty much anything you want, or you got Pinterest and and all of that. And you know, it still hadn't been done. But I think the the problem has been, and one thing that I found very much when we were going to um, manufacturers to help with development of it, it was very much a case of, well, we don't really need to do anything because what we've got works because nobody's ever said that, oh, we need to change it mm. because within, you know, it does seem to be a very male led industry that that you sort of go into so it was very much a case of yes okay it hasn't been done and you're saying it doesn't need to be done and i'm like why not yeah. so let's do yeah. it um yeah. and then it was it, and it was very hard to get people to see what it is i was actually after okay. i mean you know i've got boxes of samples that were done and you would never think that to put as you know we all use zips every day of the year most people but you put the zip on the other way and it's almost like there's this mental block of, oh, I don't know how that works. How's that going to work? And it's like, just imagine you're making a coat, but the but the other way around. It's the same yeah. principle. You've still got to do the zip, but you just do it around you rather than up and down. That was the biggest, I suppose, the biggest challenge for, for us with it was to sort of get the idea so people could understand exactly what I meant and what I was aiming for. <laughs> okay, so so once you had your prototype, actually, then taking it yeah. to sort of proper manufacturing stage was actually fairly yeah. that was that was all fairly knowable and doable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always thought the hardest bit was going to get it on paper. Actually, no, the hardest bit was getting people to understand what it was I wanted, okay. and to go along with because I personally have no business background at all. You know, I mean, okay. before this time, I'd been a mum for 17 years, running yeah. our small holding, having a bit of a livery yard. I mean, I, you know, I could keep calves alive and I could lamb a you, but give me, you know, put me in an office with a load of people that knew what they were doing. It's like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the name as well. Where does that because the name intrigues me. Where does the name come from? <laughs> so I've got three donkeys. <laughs> basic simple as that simple as that i've i've got teabag woolly and dave and <laughs> they are my three donkeys and and i struggled to yeah i struggled to think of a name you know because i didn't want it to be cliched i didn't want it to be yeah. you know anything you know, sort of particular or to name name the business after the couples because i don't know where this journey is going to take me yeah and 
through the help of friends um, who were like, well, why don't you just call it Three Donkeys? As I'd put a picture on my personal Facebook page of them disappearing down the lane in the opposite direction where I wanted them yet again. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, and they're like, why don't you just call it Three Donkeys? Workwear works hard. Donkeys work hard. Well, they're supposed to, except mine. And it sort of fitted. And so that's really the name of it. It's just a name. <laughs> and since then, since those early days, uh, you've come a long way in terms of product line. I mean, having a quick look at your website, there's there's yes. heaps on there now. Yeah. How's that process yeah. been? And 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 uh, yeah, just describe to yeah. the listeners, I suppose, how you've grown. So we launched with one um, coverall, which was our classic and our sort of flagship one, which was sort of the original that we that I came up with. And then what what I was finding is that you know people like donkeys. Okay. And they liked our logo. And it was like, you know what? I, I don't need coveralls, but I really do like your logo. And I really do want to walk around with donkeys on. Right. So, And that's how the, the clothing side sort of sort of expanded because more people, you know, we, we have a lot of orders from the US, especially that the Americans seem to love donkeys. And so that's sort of just how that progressed. And then the the coveralls, the new coveralls sort of variations we've had have sort of come along for the ride on it. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because there are there are some things that you just can't plan. And sometimes when you just look and wait and see what happens, yep. then you spot those opportunities, don't you? Which which you probably would have never have seen that. You would never have foreseen that when you started. Yeah. No, definitely. It you know it completely caught us off by guard, and it's something that you know is 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 still growing, and it you know and that's opened up different avenues for us because it's a different that's a different market as well. Yeah, and I assume again it's all been something that you've had to learn about as you've gone along. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I've made mistakes, haven't we all? But I I think <laughs> if you don't make mistakes, you never learn, and you can't grow. Yeah. Because you have you, you know, you have to learn there's some things that you think actually I shouldn't have done those ones. But because I always get local suppliers as much as I can, I don't do things in big quantities. I only literally order what I need to. I mean quite a lot of the stuff I now do in-house, which we started sort of 18 months ago. So I've you know, I've not got stock lying around on shelves gathering dust. So if something doesn't work, it's you know, it's 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 not the biggest issue if it doesn't work i haven't actually yeah. you know lost anything really and i've got presents to give to people yeah <laughs> that's a great way of saying it i mean there might be um the, the, i know i know i know for a fact actually, that there are some listeners uh to this podcast who have an idea who are at that idea stage uh, but they haven't yet taken yeah. the leap and this and similarly yeah. uh, they don't actually have like a, a business background so that's exactly where you were a few years back um oh, definitely but, that, that 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 big question what would your advice be to them so my main bit of advice would be if it's a unique and innovative idea then make sure you keep it close to your chest i was fortunate we never i never really spoke about what my design was to anybody um until i had it wrapped up you know everybody's marvelous and we've all got great friends and we've all got acquaintances um but when you move in i've learned when you move into a, like a business idea it becomes another and you can get you can get um pulled onto almost like a tsunami of ideas and everybody's suddenly got all these great ideas oh, and yes. you lose focus on what you're doing 
and you also do run the risk of if you're not like I, you know, I was very naive and inexperienced. So I was more wary because I knew that somebody that hadn't had that had got that experience and was from that a business, more business background could take my idea in a heartbeat and run with it. Mm. And then it would be, where am I? I've got this marvellous idea. And I imagine there are millions of people around the world that have had a brilliant idea, perhaps mentioned it to somebody. Yep. And, and you know, and, and you've sort of almost been sort of ram railed with it. Um, so that that would be my thing. And, and you know, and just go for it. Yeah. You know, just give it a chance, because I've always said if I was going to fail, I would fail fabulously. <laughs> but nobody could say I hadn't given it a go. Exactly. I think that's that is such important advice, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you just think, what have I really got to lose? Let's just yeah. let's go with this. And you never know. This is the great thing about it, isn't it? You never know oh. what you're going to learn along the way, who you're going to yeah. meet, what else is going to happen along that journey. Absolutely. No, definitely. And and you have to be pig headed and, yeah. and you have to have resilience because you will get told by you know, so many people. Oh, well, is it really a good idea? Oh, you should be doing it this way. You shouldn't be doing it that way. And yeah. actually, you need to say, thanks. I take your advice. I really appreciate it. But still go with what your gut feeling says. Rural Business Focus is brought to you from Rural Pod Media, the only podcast production agency to specialize in the rural sector. We're on a mission to make rural stories mainstream and help businesses, organizations, and communities like you to tell your story through podcasting. Podcasting is a fantastic way of connecting with your audience, whoever that might be, getting your message out there and networking with leaders in your niche. Rural Pod Media can help you by launching your new podcast or helping you with the technical side. We also provide podcast training and an audit service if you already have a podcast, but you're not sure where to take it to next. For more information or to book a call, visit ruralpodmedia.co.uk. That's ruralpodmedia.co.uk. Um, in terms of the uh, the the exciting positive side, what what have you enjoyed most about the process of of, of I suppose starting and running a business so far? Oh, I mean, there's been so many. I mean, I I, I actually now um, have grown to enjoy the proving people wrong. Yeah, you know that that's something I've I've really grown to enjoy. At the beginning, it was very much a oh okay, I'm doing this wrong, and oh, and everybody's saying you shouldn't do this. So, and now I'm like, you know what? great and i just go ahead and do it and that's great and and that's that sort of gets the excitement and the passion keeping going with it it has taken me to so many different places we've won awards i've been to events at the house of lords we were invited to burley horse trials and we got yeah. the most amazing pitch in the first year we we were there our coveralls are now on a hbo max show which was a which was an email that came through when we were at Burley last year from the costume department in New York, uh, and I was sat in a field in Lincolnshire, and it came through saying, "Can you get me four sets to the US by Friday?" <laughs> and this was on a Sunday evening, and I'm sat there like, "Oh, I'm about three hundred miles from home. How am I going to sort this?" So you know, fortunately, I have children there of an age where they're useful. Um, so I put a phone down and said, "Right, you need to go weigh these with these sets, these sizes." And and I booked it all there, and they got there, and they're now the show is now live for viewing on HBO 
max which is huge and who would have ever thought that that i would you know our lowly three donkeys purple coveralls would be would be there yeah and again it's, it's one of those things that you just can't plan for is it it just yeah. it just happens you, um, you can't you, you can't yeah. and, you know i mean and i managed to start a business at the beginning of what has turned out to be one of the most turbulent times in history mm. we're still going and we're still growing yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of, was going to be one of my questions in terms of the COVID factor, how that had an impact on you, or even the way that you approached the business in those early days. And obviously, we haven't really seemed to have escaped any turbulence since then. So it's been a bumpy ride. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I'll be honest. For me, it was easier because I wasn't in a structured routine with the business yep. you know I didn't have processes in place because it is just me you know in my garage doing everything because I I cover all of it from you know ordering packing shipping you know sales the whole the whole works and attempting the marketing I have my dad help me with that which is good because he's got more yeah. of an idea what he's doing but it was easier to be more fluid and just roll with the punches which, yeah. which is what we've done. And I mean, I'll be honest, COVID, the, the whole when everybody was on furlough worked well for us because everybody was at home. They were doing things. They were There was sort of more money. It seemed to be more money around. And, you know, and and, and people were just getting on and, and making changes, especially with, with around the house, yards, farms, you name it. So that really, that really helped. And also, I think there was a real push at the time because currently all our coveralls are made in the UK. Okay, that was another of my questions. Okay, which has been has been a great thing, but it's also sort of been a little bit restrictive because obviously we're a higher price. I mean, not that there's anything really like us on the market, but we were instantly a higher price because we we're manufactured in the UK. But it allowed us to manufacture in smaller quantities and have more control, and and being being control again, it's that wariness of, you know, when you've shipped your idea abroad you don't know who sees it and it was the it was the fear factor there was a push then that people were starting to back british because you couldn't there was a, there was the problem with the supply chain at that time and that worked well well for us and you know unfortunately that and that's been a a wave that sort of kept going uh, you're based in devon yes so I mean, as a as a purely rural rural business and that's obviously the focus the focus of this podcast uh, but are there any particular challenges or opportunities i suppose from your point of view that you'd sort of categorize as being a rural business what what is what if anything is holding you back because of the rural stuff also what opportunities does that create i don't think being a rural business holds you back for for me personally holds us back at all i mean we you know with where we are there's room to grow you've you've you know you you don't have to be restricted to to where you are um, for the business that, that I do, because I focus very much at the moment on equestrian and agricultural industries, yep. I'm surrounded by it. Yep. So when it comes to trialing, because I like to trial any of our products really thoroughly, we're right smack bang in the middle of a farming community. Mm. So I can try stuff. And I've also got a lot of women that can also trial for me without having to travel great distances or or send them and so we you know i can be more hands-on on the on definitely on the development and trialing 
Yeah. And I think also just simply because of your background and, and how you came up with the idea in the first place as well, it just gives you that extra credibility, isn't it? Which which all yeah. helps in, in the story of the business. Yeah, and 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 definitely because it, you know, it was born from a need that I had. Yeah. And that's now becoming a, a, a bigger thing. And there's also a, a push now for women who want workwear that's made for them. I mean, I've always had it where, you know, my shape isn't, you know, I'm I'm long gone at the days when, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a, a perfect size. Um, so I either look like I'm wearing my granddad's clothes or I look like a potato. You know, that's how it is with overalls, I find. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and that's the thing. And, you know, if I want to go on, you know, if I'm doing stuff and I've got to go on the school run, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to look like I've, you know, sort of come out of a yeah. 1950s granddad show. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's that type of thing. So that's why with ours, it's always been important to try and make it so that you, you've got more adjustments with it because one size doesn't fit all and it yeah. never will do. Yeah. I mean, where, where do you want to go with this? Because in many ways, it's it's probably, I mean, you know a lot about, lot more about it than I do, but I'm guessing it's it's potentially quite a big market out there. It is. It is. It's, it's a huge market. I mean, the whole workwear market, it, the industry is huge. And we are, you know, I mean, we're smaller than, you know, microscopic in the ocean size yeah. com- compared to some of them. Um, but we have this this year and it's later on um, in the autumn. We've now partnered with one of the largest major UK workwear manufacturers who wanted to use the design um, and they specialize in in high vis. So we've managed to partner with them and that's going to allow me to grow with three donkeys because I'm able to use sort of utilize their manufacturing and their their heritage and their their expertise in their field. And they're able to bring a unique design to the women in you know in the PPE market which hasn't mm-hmm. been done so we yeah. are it will be the first first of its type in that market brilliant and then linked to that we often say on this podcast that you can't, you can't just grow for the sake of growing you, you've got to have a reason behind that in terms of yeah. the why there's there's the obvious sort of which links i suppose right to the beginning of your idea in terms of there there is a set need here to actually help yeah. your market but yes. Is that is that what drives you? Are there other things that drives you? What is your why? Um, so yeah, that's the biggest part of my why is the thing is that yes, there is a need, and if you know somebody's got to do it, and why can't that be me? Yeah. Um, when we, we, you know, I've had to educate the market, which I never wanted to do, and I was always scared of the whole word disruptor. Yep. But actually, I'm quite enjoying that now. I'm I'm okay. quite embracing. You know, being and and talking to a lot of the women in heavy industry that that are going to be to be using them, you know, is is great. Um, and I'm part of I feel part of that group now, which is which is really good. And I suppose the other thing is, I mean, you know, I've got two daughters, and I want them to grow up and think, you know, what you don't have to be limited to what your background and what your experience is. Have a go, and if I can do it. By, by my word anybody can do it you know it really is that simple <laughs> i'm sure I'm, I'm sure you're putting yourself down there amanda but yeah, yeah. it's ultimately uh, i'm just a mum you know i'm just a mum that had an idea and now i'm just a mum that's doing a bit extra and uh well i think I, I, again I, I i get the feeling you're being modest and uh honestly it's uh 
it's stories stories like yours I, I know are do inspire a lot of other people so well done and keep what you're do, doing what you're doing um and you. another classic question five years time where's the business going to be oh now i would love it if we were doing brilliantly and i could say you know what i'm almost towards my retirement home in tuscany but you know i'm realistic i have i have a thing that all the way through this i work because i've always felt that i'm definitely more del boy than dior so i've i've had this that. thing that you know we don't i don't fit in a lot of the the typical the, the typical ways that i suppose an entrepreneur should fit so i'm working towards a three-wheel van okay and i've broken and i've and i've broken that down into intersections so at the moment i'm thinking you know what i'm working towards the wheel perhaps yep. a tire for the front yep. okay. so you know in five years time i would love it if i've actually got the whole thing sat there yeah but you know what if i've just got three wheels they'll be fine yeah if i've got a steering wheel even better i can i can work with the rest I'm sure that Hellboy, Grandad, and Rodney will be, will be right behind you. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no, that was that was great. Um, I am going to ask you uh, the final two questions I ask everyone at the end of the show. Um, yes. But obviously, it's, thank you for coming on. Um, the, the first one's a bit personal. It's what do you do so you keep focused on your goals? And I think whenever I, whenever I say this to someone who has started their own business, it sort of takes on a whole different light, doesn't it? Because you have to keep focused on that sort of that grand vision that this is where we're going. But do you do anything particular to keep focused? Not really. I mean, I've never really had an idea of, I'll be honest, of where this is going to take me. Um, I just keep focused on what my core business is which is the coveralls everything yeah. else is lovely and it's all marvelous and and the fact that people want them is is amazing but the coveralls is is my thing yeah and that's what i stay focused to so every, all my growth will be around that and and, and achieving achieving my three-wheel van <laughs> yeah of course of course <laughs> that's the real thing there but I, th I think i think that's actually a great point that actually it's uh, certainly in no matter what your business, it can sometimes when you see these other opportunities or things come along down the line, it can be tempting, can't it, to yeah. just veer off. But I think yeah. that's a really good point to remember your roots, remember why you're doing what you're doing and remember that core product in, in this particular case. Um, finally, how do listeners follow you on social media, get in touch or find out more about uh, your products and what you do? So we've got a website, which is www.3donkeys.co.uk. Um, we're also on all social media platforms. Facebook and Instagram is at 3 Donkeys Clothing. Twitter is at 3 Donkeys Limited. Because okay. I didn't have clothing on there at the time. Um, <laughs> and and a LinkedIn as well. But people, you know, I'm always happy to answer any questions I'm, you know, I've always been transparent about where our stuff comes from, what I do, how I do it. If anybody's ever got any questions, they're more than welcome to get in touch. Brilliant. I'll put all those details in the show notes. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on and telling <laughs> us about Three Donkeys and what you do. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. We'll leave it there for today. Big thanks to my guest today, Amanda Marshall. Thank you also for listening. As usual, I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Contact us on Twitter at RuralBF underscore pod or on Instagram at Rural Business Focus. Um, any extra info you might need about this episode, including uh, those details that Amanda shared, those are in the show notes, so check those out. Uh, next time, 
Um, we're talking finance. I'll be joined by financial consultant Joey DeWitt, and we'll be talking about hiring in a freelance CEO. No, I had not come across that before either, uh, before I met Joey. So tune in next week to hear more about that. For now, though, I will leave you the way that I leave you every episode. Try to do one thing this week that helps you progress and one thing that helps someone else. Keep focused and I will see you next time.